Chile, Chile. Welcome to another episode of Black Girl Charmed. I'm trying to say this as <laughs> I can't fucking do it. I hate you so much. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome All right, ready? to another episode of Black Girl Charmed. Today, I'm starting it off, your co-host, Janelle, with my co-host, Ray, because Janelle's evil. She is <laughs> evil. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. She is, wow. It's just bringing another baby in this world. Wow, 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 guys. Your edges will never be the same. I'm just if letting you know I right do, now. If I have three, then I can have the three most no. powerful warlocks. No, no. Just like in this episode, <laughs> I say nay. Nay, ma'am. How okay. dare you guys. Guys. She's just evil, and it's going to be a very goofy-ass episode, but... I, I welcome take slight offense to I'm just evil. I think I'm more like evil incarnate, you know, sexy but evil. Just, just I, evil I mean, so like blasé. All right, fine. Um, <laughs> like, on a scale from faith to Lilith, you're leaning very Lilith today. And I don't know why it's directed at me, your loving co-host, but whatever. I mean, Welcome to I season like, one, I episode 18. Like from Angel. Drusilla? Yes. I mean, you are very dramatic and Victorian, but right. but but what? It took us like four tries to get this show started. <laughs> so I'm giving it to Lilith. Drusilla has never been that effective. <laughs> Remember, like, she's extra sensitive. Like, Moonlight hurts her. I feel like now I'm extra sensitive. I definitely cried over this week's Abbott's Elementary episodes. <laughs> I mean... Honestly, given your life's journey, I can understand why. Jesus, I was sobbing. <laughs> Through this journey of discovery. Sorry. I will always sing the half and half theme song oh, <laughs> when applicable. So but how has yeah. your week been, co-host? My week has been a blur. I I finally finished Criminal Intent. You finished. You're done. I finished. I'm done. I done. I finished the entire series, all a hundred and whatever episodes, all yeah. ten seasons. Okay. The How Jeff Goldblum years, the uh, Saffron Burrows, whew, the Chris Noth of it all. Um, I feel. I feel kind of. I feel robbed. But ten is a nice even number. Okay. Um, I feel like there was more to go. Because. Lord Order Criminal Intent is only literally why these people kill. That's literally, like, they don't go to trial. They don't, none of that. You literally just, okay. the whole point of it is to figure out why did you kill this person? Like, what was your criminal intent? I mean, how many times can a little boy's booty hole be fingered on SVU? Like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like so you can come up with so many now? reasons for killing people um 
I went back to the Defenders because it's on Disney Plus and we have a new TV. So, yay. Okay. And your show comes back. Your cowboy show comes back. Yes. Mm-hmm. My Yellowstone season four, which I just realized season four wrapped up at like the beginning of January. So from Paramount to Peacock in like two months. Not bad. Not bad at so, all. There you go, listeners. If you don't pay for Paramount, just wait the two months and they'll be on Peacock. I didn't yeah. know that. I'm about to get Paramount because of this new Halo series that my coworker is raving about. So I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to pay a little $5. God, man, it keeps sucking me in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been trying to cut the cord, but cutting the cord is the same price as paying for a subscription. And a lot of subscriptions are already wrapped up into the cord. So. Right. What's right. the point? What's the point? What's <sighs> Anything you're reading this week? Um, I've been reading some smut, guys. <laughs> I went back to my smut, um, but I am going to start going back to basics. Right, right. It, it's been a stressful week, and so you know, some people paint, some Ooh. people roller skate. I read smut. <laughs> I might go back to some urban smut, some real old school. Not like, not like Fly Girl, but like, or even Coldest Winter Ever, because them sex scenes in them books were. Mm. You know, I should read like Fly Girl and Coldest Winter Ever as an adult, right? Would it still have the or what was it? Milk in my coffee. Do you remember when that Ooh. made? <laughs> oh, true to the game. Mm. Mm. Like I wonder, like 30, 20, 30 years later, like would it still? Because we we hold them so fondly in our heart. Would it still hit the same? Because I heard um, that uh, Midnight came out and it did not get good reviews. But remember, like. I take that with a grain of salt because the same people who probably gave them bad reviews are the same people who are saying that Bel Air is bad. So, okay, let's see if my local library has it. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Huh, drastic change, ma'am." Right? Because <laughs> I do get some must from the library, and I'm sure what, but it's whatever. <laughs> um, you know I what? Yeah, they do have. I do. I have been reading some, I guess, a twist on Urban Smut. I've been reading Black Woman Asian Man. And I don't know why Ooh. I've gotten into that kink. TikTok. It's hot. TikTok. There have been... I know I've been doing it since before TikTok. TikTok has just actually given me more books. But mm. there's just something about the way that he's just like, I'm going to tear this woman's ass up. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I had a coworker. Um, who was Korean, who was, he is Korean. Um, and like his love of black women was just like, it was definitely borderline fetishy, but like, go off, go off my Asian King. You know what? And you've seen his daughter. Look how pretty that girl is. (laughs) Wow. This got very fetishy. Very quickly, and I apologize because that was not my intent. I am sorry. You make really pretty children. You're pregnant. That's why. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're gonna go into the episode. <laughs> 
I was about to say, anyway, this is season one, episode 18, when bad warlocks turn good. Original air date, April 28th, 1999. The writer of this episode is Edith Swenson. Um, The story editors are Javier, Chris, and Zach. So I think this is a repeat of last week. I think Javier is better as an editor than a writer. From what we've seen. Yeah. I might have to yell at your nephew for two secs, but let's see here. It was directed by... Kevin Inch. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kevin Inch directed episodes of Remington Steel, Party of Five, Seventh yes. Heaven, uh, Charmed, including Feats of Clay, which night and day, if we're being honest. Night and day. Um, Monk, Queer as Folk, and Lincoln Heights. So you've been yeah. around for a while. Remington Steel? I know. And I I said it before, that's with our problematic bae, Pierce Brosnan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so just cop- I love how smooth we're going into this. Um, so the Peacock summary for this is Prue meets a man who is trying to avoid completing the circle of the evil charmed ones. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm I'm saving the DVD for last for a reason. <laughs> the IMDb summary is Prue befriends, excuse me, a soon-to-be priest, but discovers that he has a dark past. Meanwhile, Phoebe plays matchmaker for Piper. And I like this. I really, you know? Yeah. It's literally the plot without giving anything away. Yeah. Both A and B's. Now here comes the dramatic as DVD synopsis. Okay. <clears throat> Let me actually take a drink of water before before this foolishness. Outrageous situations arise when Phoebe tries to help Piper make a love connection and prove me to young man fighting against his destiny to become evil. Doing too much. Doing too much. What were, right what were the Sorry. outrageous situations? What were the outrageous situations? I wouldn't even think of that. I, I mean, maybe they had to like hijinks ensue or something like that. What were the hijinks? Well, we'll Besides, get to that. There was really one, really. And then we didn't even see. No. Okay. We didn't even <laughs> see. <laughs> how that even happened or how that was resolved it was just a thing that happened (laughs) yeah it was it was uh, okay well oh i do have a quick note and i will i have one fun thing and i'm so happy about it because i don't know if it'll ever happen again but we'll get to it when we get to it let's hop into this clunker of an episode oh she brought out the book guys i know the notebook is out this episode starts in a church. It was it was a lot. I'm gonna be really completely frank with you. I took really bad notes this episode because it was That's so awesome. up and down in mid. I so I know. Let's go. So I know that <clears throat> it starts with uh, Michael Weatherly. 
Yes, yes. Michael Weatherly as Brandon Rue. And you know Michael Weatherly from NCIS, Bull, Jag, and Dark Angel, which, considering how Dark Angel and Bull parallel, feels kind of janky. And assault charges. We're not going to talk about, you know, Michael Weatherly. We're not. We're Uh not. Because we already 16 minutes in and we are wonky as hell. (laughs) So the scene starts with Brendan, who is Michael Weatherly, and the priest basically talking about the fact that, like, Brendan has all of these, like, generations of evil in his blood and he's a fraud and he can't fool God. And it's like, all right, all right. Simmer Simmer down. So unfortunately, I should have actually brought this up before we got into the episode, but whatever. I don't pay attention to my notes and my cat's distracting me. So this episode was originally scheduled to air April 21st, 1999. But after the Columbine high school tragedy, it was rescheduled to April 28th to pay respect to those who died. I don't know how the two correlate. I don't know how they uh, correlate. Okay. But speaking of things that don't correlate, you in the house of God, you fine, baby, you good. You all good, what you worried about? Right, the priest tells him that the blood of the sacrament sacrament washes clean, and then the brothers arrive. <laughs> and I was like, clearly not. And so while they're having their little internal conversation inside of the church, outside of the church, the sisters are wrapping up a food pantry, and Prue says, you know, next time you have a food pantry, how about you call some guys? And I'm like, don't Phoebe got a man for everything? Like, we literally... Everything. She don't got a man for a food pantry? Right. We were like... <laughs> you ha- you literally found eight guys to help you move a statue. Like, how many episodes ago? Right. Which, that statue has not come back up. I thought it might have come back up in this episode. I'm still confused on why we spent so much time around this statue. Simply because Prue needed to show that the three her powers were grown to be able to move the statue. Because it That's wasn't in last week's episode. So did they move it into the basement? No, because I don't know. Who knows? It, it bothers me. It was just such, I feel like it was so heavy a couple of episodes ago. And then for them to just be like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Statue? What fucking statue? What statue? So you don't know basically, statue. <laughs> are trading like sister jabs, I guess. We're basically talking about the fact that Josh is still trying to get with Piper, and Piper is just like she's too busy with work, and her instincts are telling her to lay low. And Prue is just like always trust your instincts, which and I like, feel like that's a good sister thing to say. Because, like, let's be honest, how she met Josh was not good. He, like, it was not a meet-cute. Um, it was further exacerbated by the Woogie incident. Yes. And you, like, fight demons in between taking, like, shit at Quake. Yeah, maybe a relationship isn't what I need right now. 
And he's like, pretty. Never trust a pretty boy. I hate you so much. <laughs> he's too pretty. And like, I feel like her instincts, and we'll get to it, but like her instincts dead on. I don't trust him. I don't like him. I can't put my finger on it. But like, even some of the things he did in this episode, I was like, mm, oh, I don't like you. We definitely, I mean, I watched the episode the first time before you. And I was just like, I just can't stand Phoebe in this episode. Because like, she literally gave you three valid reasons back to back to back on why Josh isn't a priority. And even if she didn't say the thing about like how they met in this episode, you do understand how they met. That had to have come up. Like right. and recapping the and like, oh, so let me get the let me give you the woogie from our point of view. You had to have that conversation. And be like, it, you had oh. to know that the way she met Josh was not good. So that's already strike one. So they see nuns and Phoebe's and Piper's like, they got the right idea. Because the nice, nice safe environment, you don't have to worry about guys, no wardrobe, stress free. And Piper is like, all right, whatever. Whose pen is this? They realize that they have to go back into the church to give him back his pen. Well, yeah, um, she's Prue is definitely like trying to hit on Michael. Like she's just like Michael. Well, yeah, Michael. She's trying to hit on Brendan. Pen. Don't need no pen. Don't don't let it write nicely too. When I, I feel write like nicely, if I'm being completely honest, I feel like this is Prue's move. That's her yeah. move. That's her thing. And like you know what? It's an annoying thing, but it's a thing that works. It's a thing that works. Because when Piper hands Phoebe the pen, Phoebe has a premonition, and she's like, oh. He's cute. He just got bitch slapped by a warlock, though. We have to save him. So they split up. And I'm like, why would y'all split up? Why do y'all don't got active powers? He just be leaving my girl Phoebe just, just to get fucked up. <laughs> so you see the transformation of um from human to warlock. And it literally just looks like herpes of the face and ears. They did. It looked yeah. like he had a cold sore outbreak. Mm. It reminded me of somebody who I'm not going to say their name because oh. I'm not trying to get fucking sued. But you oh. know who I'm talking about? I do. You do. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> so we go back I was like, the- I was hoping for you to do the like, I do. You do. I do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for it, but no. I'm trying to I'm trying to stay on track. You're not gonna have me out here for two hours and forty-seven minutes. All right. <laughs> so um they go back inside the church and you see Greg mm-hmm. tell Brendan you're praying to the wrong deity. We can't deny who we are. But his own he was like you little bitch ass punk you don't scare me so sorry the brothers are played by uh we have greg played by nick kokotakis i hope i'm saying that correctly Uh, i apologize if i did it but he played brad snyder on as the world turns and he was on xena however paul the the gentler brother because there's always like the baby the middle brother and yeah, the bully yeah the gentler brother paul is played by david 
Kriegel or Kriegel, and we've seen him on Saved by the Bell, Quantum Leap, Murder She Wrote, Speed, Leaving Las Vegas, Caroline in the City, The Pretender. My God, The Pretender. NYPD Blue and Providence. So he's had some credits. He's like, David's been acting. He has way more credits than like Josh and like David. Well, at this time, he's way well more accomplished than Michael Weatherly. So, um, Paul was adorable. He's a little stupid, a little, little stupid around the edges. A little goofy looking. Yeah, but he was adorable. So going back into the scene, um, Greg is like, look, bitch, you want to join us? And that's when Paul comes in. And he's like, we don't want to hurt you. But he you says gonna that. You get down or you go lay down. Greg smacks the shit out of Brendan and he goes like flying to the floor. Greg's like, do you really think that the church could save you? Greg picks him back up again. He like has him by his collar and goes to big <laughs> back him. And Prue is like, hey. No, she's like, and they're like what a woman ah and she like uses her powers to um to get <laughs> uh greg off of him and then and they're like calls the sisters and they're like ah we'll come back for you yeah you rascally rabbit like some bullshit and they just scamper off like right. so- and i was like the priest <laughs> they hit under the shit or is the priest and the nuns just like locked up like there was a whole commotion going on. They finally have time to eat. They've been doing this food pantry all night. And then fucking Brendan want to have this heart to heart. Let the newbie handle um, that shit. The girls come over. We make sure that Brendan's great. Not really sure what happened. And then we have mm-hmm. the opening credits. Mm-hmm. I didn't really and... have it. It was, it was okay. I didn't even write it down. Oh, the note is we actually have the same song. See, that's how you know it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Mother of Pearl by Mistrip. How you know it wasn't that good. We got the same song. They're like, yeah, we can afford this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it was playing. And then I was like, what the fuck is this? And then that's I, exactly uh, what I thought. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to. I was like, uh, I'll figure out what it was. And but I yeah. shazammed it. And then, and doing research for the episode, obviously finding out what your song was. And I was like, the same shit I had. Oh, shit. Ah!" Finally, it gives me a little bit of hope that sometimes there's some, like, overlap. I guess. Not always. Well, then. (laughs) (laughs) My room. After the opening credits, and it's Brendan's two brothers, Paul and Greg, mm-hmm. and they're playing with a chameleon. Greg, this is all exposition. This is literally like in the video game where you're <laughs> like, "All right, 007, to stop the bomb, this is what you need to do." This is literally what the scene is. Because I was watching it, and I'm like, "Why is there a chameleon here? Why are we talking about his reflexes?" But yeah. So, talk about stupid lizard, chameleon, and his uh, reflexes. And basically, they're trying to um, get Brendan back because they need to complete their triangle for the Roe Coven because they are basically the evil charmed ones. 
And so to become the evil charmed ones, they have to have Paul or Brendan, excuse me, accept his heritage and be initiated as a warlock. And to be initiated as a warlock, they have to force him to kill an innocent. Well, he has to technically willingly kill an innocent, but at this point they have to force his hand to do so. Right. And we and we know that this is going to be a quickly wrapped episode because they have 24 hours to do this. Right. In 24 hours, he officially becomes a priest. Um, and once again, as priest said, he takes the blood of Christ. Um, <laughs> it's just the voice in my head whenever I hear, like, blood of Christ. I'm sorry. Um, like, once that happens, sorry, he can only he become a warlock. Yeah. And then they'll have to kill him. I was and, like, damn, you go from wanting to be like the power of three, then we're going to have to kill you, little brother? Okay. Well, they I already guess. have their powers. It's just to make them stronger and more. Again, the official evil charm ones, which that's whack. They don't even have, like, I guess it's the rogue coven, but the rogue coven don't slap like charm ones and like right. evil charm ones. This feels like bootleg <laughs> they don't even have names that like all have the same letter like yeah it's uh, called brendan and uh greg and greg what? is even like and greg's like i guess the piper of the of this coven because he's like we have our powers we good we can literally it's either we like that's kill Paul. Paul's like we have our powers leave me alone yeah greg is definitely pro like we need to have everything. We need to make a plan. We need to see the plan through to completion. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So the next scene, we're at the Hollowell Manor. Mm-hmm. And it's all three girls. And Phoebe answered the phone and it's Josh. Piper's like, I don't want to speak to him. And Phoebe's like, yeah, here, here's the phone. She's here. And I just don't, I don't get the motivation. And I didn't know, I didn't say this when we had first brought it up, but Piper, given her reasons for not wanting to date or want to entertain Josh, while are valid, it's the way Phoebe reacts to them is as if it's a personal attack on her. And it's very weird because she's like, if Piper don't date, then I won't date. Like, that's the kind of energy that I'm picking up from her. And Piper has no problem pulling penis. We've seen it. We have no literally problem. seen she has no problem. no problem. She pulls penis, ghost, like demon, human, rich man, poor man. Piper pulls penis. Like if she's like, I'm good, let her be good. Like, what the fuck? Why are you so pressed for her to talk to Josh of all fucking of people? All people? Of all people. Ugh. I feel like Josh isn't getting the hint irks me too because he's like she's like oh my horoscope said that oh well I have to work on Friday oh I have to work on Saturday oh I have to do this oh and Phoebe's like well I have to go change the cat litter and she's talking to Prue in the background and even Prue is like it's none of our, none of business. our business like why do you care so much and as this episode like progresses, I literally would be like, I'm going to kick the living shit out of your sternum. Cause you are annoying. She's being like 
energy into finding a job, dude. Finding a purpose outside of the charm ones because this is insane. Like it's it's a lot. It was a lot. And even like you can hear the way Piper is talking to Josh. She's like, Yep, gotta go to work. Yep, I'll be there all day and night. Yep, gotta go. And I feel and like, like it's giving the equivalent of I can't go out because I have to wash my hair. Like yeah. Josh wasn't picking up any hints. <laughs> and like Piper is still trying to balance being a witch and being an employee. And she literally just watched Prue crash and burn and trying to balance all three. Let me let me figure out the two and then we can add a three. Let me figure that so much you date him i mean it's phoebe she probably would (laughs) let's be honest so piper hangs up the phone and again like you said phoebe's taking it really personally you know what it's your life you want to be a nun godspeed bitch if she don't want dick what does that have to do with you because like i can like i can understand if piper didn't date since jeremy and you over here like girl enough is enough right but it's been jeremy it's been our boo it's been the rich man it's been leo it's like it was that random ass it was that y'all did the spell like y'all like she's good sis she's fine and let's be honest who amongst us haven't been like yo i'm gonna just focus on me right now y'all Come on, every day on Instagram, it's like, you know what? I'm going to put me first, focusing on myself and my education and my job. <laughs> Piper is being a literal, oh, like... Oh, bitches can't get no man. <laughs> <laughs> Piper is literally being an Instagram post right now, like... Right, focusing right. On my, focusing on me and my career. It's, it's Hashtag annoying. blessed. And I'm glad, like, Prue sees how annoying this whole thing is. And she was like, yeah, so, warlock crisis... <laughs> Brendan don't know him can't find him I know he's been at the church so I'm gonna go back to the church she's like I don't want no part to this we got a warlock crisis on our hands and like go the way that. the way Prue hand like Prue was very cheeky this episode and I love it I, I adore it because that's how siblings really are at least in my experience like we are we'll pull jabs but we'll pull smart jabs because as she's like wrapping this whole thing up, Piper's like, do you need help? And Prue's just like, nah, you have to work, remember? And calling Piper out on her bullshit, but not being a dickhead about it. Because, duh. You mad busy, bitch? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't worry about little old me. Right. So well, see, when you don't have no life or no purpose, all you got to do is be annoying. Uh, the phone rings. Piper tells her to sit a little ass down. Phoebe, don't get back mm-hmm. up. And the next scene is Prue going up to Father Austin in the church um, mm-hmm. to find out basically what's going on about Brendan. Mm-hmm. And priest, the priest is so adorable. He's like, I know Brendan very well. You don't think he had anything to do with this. Um, and as they start to have the conversation, the priest kind of understands a little bit about what's going on with Brendan. Mm-hmm. The two guys that came, you know, he knows that Brendan's kind of been running from them the entire, you know, his entire life, but he knew that they were going to come. 
Um, Prue's just like, look, I know he's in trouble. I might be able to help him. I can't tell you why. Trust me. Like she's giving him the same spiel that she gives Andy. Yes. It's the same exact spiel that she gives Andy. But because the priest hasn't heard it yet, he's like, I'll allow it. <laughs> right, he's like, right, mm. right. Right. And so the next scene, we're back with Quake, um, with Piper and Phoebe. Ugh. Phoebe ain't got no job. So she's at, with, you know, at Quake, not doing nothing. And I'm not I think Quake, but I've said this before, whatever. Um, and they're having the conversation again. So, you know, the lunch rush is over and then they're going to be closed until dinner. Um, and Phoebe's like, you know, you're turning down dates. We know that you like him. You're working double shifts. This isn't the person that I know and I'm worried. And, and I'm like, like, that's who are you fucking talking to? Because since episode one, all we have known of Piper is all she does is fucking work at Quake. Right. All she does is work at Quake. She like she does the inventory, she does the hiring, she does the firing, she sometimes does the cooking, she does the serving. Like that's her Piper. that's her life, and I don't understand. And what you mean Why turning you down dates? Like, didn't she turn down a, j- a date with, like, Jack Manford? <laughs> like, she did turn down a date with Jack Manford and then, like, started to date him, too. Like, Piper has been very wishy-washy. So I don't know who... I don't know who Phoebe right, is right. talking to. It's, uh And this and, part hurts me, so I would like a glass of clear attention, please. 93 if you got it. And like Piper was just like, Josh, like I told you I was working and you showed up at my job, bro. Go away. Hello, 911. <laughs> and then she's like, and you knew it was Phoebe. You knew Phoebe had a hand in this. She knows Phoebe has a hand in it. And Josh she turned like, back. She like does a quick turn. Sorry. Hot and sweaty. You want to get all hot and sweaty with me? I was like, am I supposed to be amused here? Because I'm not amused. So I know my girl's not amused at this shit. It was a type of thing. (laughs) And she's just like, Phoebe is like, oh, what? It's a, um, Josh is asking her to go on a workout date. And Phoebe's like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, you come back, you come back with like in better shape. Um, I'll stay here and babysit because you're not, and like, and it's like, babysit? What the fuck do you think I do for a living? babysit whom like obviously you don't know about like the switch over from the din from the lunch rush to the dinner rush how tables need to be flipped how things need to be set how like the bar needs to be reset how everything needs to be restocked make sure that things are clean like there are a lot of things that go into that downtime between lunch and dinner that's not just babysitting you dumb fucking bitch (laughs) I just didn't, uh, that whole, like, go, go, ugh. I don't want to go on a dinner date with you. Why would I want to go work out? Why am I leaving my job to go work out? And do I have workout clothes? Because I prepared for work. I didn't prepare. Oh, it's raining. I didn't prepare for, like, leaving my house to go to the gym and getting sweaty because hey, I'm a I'm a woman. Things will smell if I'm not properly Right. So Phoebe convinces her to go on the workout. Worst case scenario, she's in better shape by the time she checks into the nunnery. 
So, uh, it's just very much you ain't use your pussy in a few days, and I'm worried about you. And it's like, it's very much why am I the only one popping my pussy right now? And worry about your yes, pussy. Why am I the one out here being the whore and you're not being a whore? I need somebody to swap horror stories with. Like, it's. And again, given how they met and how it was exacerbated by the Woogie incident. Yeah. We are 18 episodes deep and he has had like five love interests. Leave her alone. Not even just that. All I know is from Josh's point of view, somebody that he knew and respected went into this weird woman's basement and came back out and in less than 24 hours tried to choke me. I still think I still think Josh started it though. I, still I don't think Josh probably I don't doubt that Josh started it, it but let's be honest. It. I don't think Mrs. Les Moonbez was out here choking. Like she was gonna just jump to choking. So like I really all you Josh was like pissing her off and just pissing her no, off and I think I understand that. I understand, I understand that, but I feel like Mrs. because I can't remember her name. Mrs. Moonves would have been. She would have slapped him because that's what like she would have like she would have done something. She'd have been like, "Beast, how dare you!" It'd have been that. Right, right, right. It wouldn't have been choking unless you're Lisa Rinna. But like, <laughs> <laughs> right? But like, it's. Something weird happened at this woman's house. We were at her house. Her sister just pulled a duck out of nowhere. Like, and was like, hey, want to eat? <laughs> like, there was weird shit happening. So the fact that you still want to date this woman without getting any clarity on what happened there, red flag. Red flag for me. Red flag for me. even says, like, there's a red flag with Josh here. Like, come on, girls. So the next scene, we're at the stables. Brendan is there with a little girl. And little girl is like, oh my God, a spider. So they're basically talking about like how she's natural at horseback riding. Mm-hmm. That's great for her. I did horseback riding. I'm not I a natural. Love, I love horseback riding. Really, it's, that's just disgusting. disgusting. I love it. Horses are disgusting creatures. Disgusting. I mean, a lot of animals are disgusting creatures. <laughs> Let's be honest. But I genuinely love horseback riding. I always said, because I have all this space, I was going to get me like a mini pony or something like that, or a horse or something. And so, you know, I was like, well, before we do all of that, let's get you riding. And the first half of the lesson was me cleaning horse shit out of their hooves. And I, by the time we got to riding, I was over it. I was over girl, it. Girl, girl, I just want to pause right here right quick. And you be, because like earlier you were like, why do people think I have money? Why do people think I have money? And look at the shit you fucking say. Because of all the space we have, I wanted to get a mini horse. Shut the entire fuck up. Anyway. Mini horses down south are really, really cheap. It is the 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 caring for the horse is expensive, but you can get a horse for like $200 down here. They're okay, not going cool. 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 Sure. Anyway, I, I love no, horseback fuck riding. You, okay, fuck you and your one dad. And my white fridge. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Get out. laughs> I'm 
been to I literally said like on three episodes like three episodes ago, I literally live on a hellmouth. I live in the ghetto. I have multiple TikToks about how I need I'm trying to move. Somebody save me. Like I'm gonna start playing though is that I just You trying to shame me? You trying to shame me? You're shaming me. You trying to like I got my house on a really good deal. He thought his wife was trying to kill him and he wanted out. And we took advantage of that. Okay. Anyway. But I don't have any money. And I just want somebody to come clean my house because my feet are swollen and I'm pregnant. And I know they're going to pull into the driveway and be like, oh, these black people got money. I don't. I don't, guys. I'm going to have a GoFundMe to rent somebody to clean my house. I feel like you judged me. You threw my one bathroom in my face, miss. I got a half bath. <laughs> like, my son got his own bathroom. My son was like, oh, am I going to have to share my bathroom when this baby come? But you talking about how you ain't got no money. Look at the, look at the values that are instilled in your child. Get the hell out of here. Going back to this, going back to me as a scholarship kid in this episode. <laughs> right. So the little girl said it's so the little girl wanted to ride a horse. She was happy that she rode a horse. And, and she kept cool. her scholarship she grades cool. up. <laughs> she, was she, so could... cute she was holding like a little fake spider. And he mm-hmm. was like, he's just trying to find his way home. All life is precious to God. Set the spider free in the stable. And Prue showed up and her loins were like, ooh, her daddy. loins, her ovaries. She's her like, everything. Daddy. <laughs> she, you know what? And I Prue was father now. <laughs> Prue was like, all right. I know he good with children. He good with God. He goes to church. He already know that's about black- This is perfect. That's a black king right there. <laughs> So Brendan is like, why are you here? I'm not telling nobody about your secret. Trust me, we good. I'm not like most people. I saw it. I seen it. You ain't got to worry about me. No siree. You ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> you don't have to worry about me. Sorry. <laughs> She's trying to talk to him about the warlocks. And this man gets on a horse and starts to trot away. And now we this find out that funniest- people also ride horses. I mean, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen because <laughs> that is clearly a man in a wig. And that's clearly not Michael Weatherly on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was mad funny. Because, like, at first, because they shoot the scene from very far away. Yeah. So all you need to see is people riding horses. And. It's a man dressed up as Prue in a Prue wig. And it is the goofiest looking shit I've ever seen. So then I rewound it. And then like, you see like the actor who, the stuntman who's playing Michael Weatherly. (laughs) He's like 20 years older than Michael Weatherly. (laughs) And it's just like, holy shit. (laughs) They're like, look, we can work with what we can work with, okay? And that's what. And you know what? It is what it is, but it's just so. That's a man, baby. 
This is what it felt like. So on the so when they're on the horses, uh, Prue is basically saying like, you know, you're too good to be true. You volunteer. You're great with kids. You love horses and spiders. Um, but you're in danger. You're in danger, girl. You're in danger, Molly. And uh, he's like, you know, why are you even getting involved with my business? Like these people could have hurt you. And he was like, okay, but after tomorrow, nope, I'm safe because I become a priest. And that's where the scene ends. And I was like, oh, I kind of mm-hmm. wanted more from that, but okay. So now we're at rock climbing and Piper is halfway up the wall and she is fucking sweating. And, that, and you know what? And I felt that too, because if I'm taking, and this is just me being a perv, but if I'm taking a girl or somebody, and I've done that, tell my husband, oh, let's go work out together. I'm feeling up on him. Oh my God, this is so heavy. I can't lift this. You want to get to, like, like she said, like, oh, those going to be a little sweat, a nice steam, a little juice bar, some penis. Like, that's what she was expecting. And that's what I was expecting as well. Okay. Yeah, um, you never had me up here trying to fucking rock climb, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't do the hiking. I don't take, <laughs> I don't take my men hiking until like a few years into the relationship because that kind of working out is a lot and is exhausting and you're not going to be pretty. You're not going to like, you're not going to feel good about like your, I mean, you're going to feel amazing because you did it and like the view and all that kind of shit, but like get, you're going to feel dirty and gross at the end of it. And I don't want to feel dirty and gross with some dude. Like I'm now getting to know. He left her. So I read a book a couple a couple months ago, and like the girl was actually the rock climbing instructor, and she was teaching the other guy how to rock climb, mm-hmm. and she was like showing him how to like position your leg, what you want to look mm-hmm. out for, you don't want to go too far. Like even that could have still have been like sexy, but he got to the top and climbed down, and was like, "Well, do you want me to like hang out with you until you make your way to the top? Fuck you, fuck you." Like, <laughs> I went, I've gone hiking with two men and the first one, because they were military trained, they were like, I'm ready for this, blah, blah, blah. I do this shit in my sleep. So they were, they weren't cognizant of the fact that like, yeah, even though I enjoy hiking, I don't go hiking every fucking day and I have right. asthma. So like. I will be there. I'm going to get up the mountain with you, but you got to, like, let me catch up to you. And he was getting, like, annoyed with me and just being like, oh, let's do this. And that that's one way to know who to, like, go hiking with and who not to go hiking with. And the other time I've gone hiking, it was like, all right. They've never gone hiking really like that before. I enjoy it. Let's do it together. And we would take mutual breaks. We would check in with each other. And that's how you're supposed to can do it not this weird ass way but again if this is your first if this is your first this is not strike two this is honestly strike three because strike two is you pairing up with my dumb ass sister (laughs) but if you want to be nice that's strike one and a half then because strike one was the meeting. That looks too fucking pretty. I don't trust men that look too pretty. Look like he's I mean, in the bathroom and he got a whole like regime 
for his skin and his hair. I and don't mind I that. I don't like mind that, that. I can't trust. Nah. No. No. Nah. I, mean, I like the bare minimum type of man. Do you bathe on a daily basis? Do you open up no. your and wash your ass? No. Do you wash your face? Do you cleanse your face? Do you get a haircut? Yes. You cannot have a better regime than I do. You, I don't mind. Our regime's got to be on the same point because I, yo, my nose, mm-mm. smell and taste, baby. If you, if you haven't listened to the episode, that episode of the read of smell and taste, that is how my brain works for everybody. You, I, I literally need to smell the regime on you. I need to smell more than just. I mean, we have nice soap. We do carry nice soap in the house. Well, I buy the soap, but you know we have nice soap in the house. So, so I smell it. You want me to lick it too? I gotta lick it too. That's no, no, I mean. no, no. I mean, like that's why no. I'm here. Hmm? That's why I'm pregnant. Okay, I smell and taste shit. Look, man, <laughs> I need to be able to be like. Mm. I'm I'm getting some mahogany undertones. Okay, all right. You didn't just go, okay. But you can do that with like a psh, psh, uh, some cologne. No. I don't, you don't need a full, I don't need a full regime. No, I need you to have some sort of, I need you to have some sort of regimen. I need it because I don't trust men. I don't. When it comes to cleansiness, I just don't. I don't. I've been around too many young boys, like as like a cousin and as an aunt and as like an elder they would just be like, oh, yeah, I washed, I took a shower. And all they did was run the water and hop in and hop I out. I, I know. They pee in water bottles. They, I like, they, they barely, like. My they just... used to run the water and go to sleep in the bathroom. <laughs> like, I just don't trust my men. For two like, because he didn't want to bathe himself. <clears throat> like, I just don't I, don't, I don't know what this aversion to, like, actually, like doing the more than the bare minimum in the bathroom i feel like they were like oh all i need to do is just shower i don't need to do nothing else no you have to groom yourself you have to take like some kind of pride in yourself what the f- oh, yeah. like, i mean i'm expecting like i don't expect for him to like hop out shower put on lotion or like that you know like he's a caribbean man yeah but like this man looks like his whole bathroom was done by carson presley carson presley 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 yeah. Presley. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean that's what he looks like, and that makes me uncomfortable. I need he you. Reminds me of the bad dude from Spider Man. Bad dude from Spider Man. Not Spider Man. Iron Man. Iron Man two, three. Oh, Guy Pierce. Yes, and I don't like Guy Pierce. Why don't you like I Guy Pierce? He's too pretty too. I don't know. I okay. Oh, gosh. I need my men to be. More than a caveman, but I don't need you to be a beauty influencer. <laughs> I don't need to see your toes. No, 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 no. I don't need that. I just, but you need to have a routine. I need, you, I need to know, like, on every third Sunday of the month, you just like you do a face scrub, you do something, like you take care of yourself or whatever. Like, right, right. okay, you you okay. take. Like I chose this particular soap because 
it's luxuriating, it smells good. Here are the properties, not just, oh, I went to Dwayne Reed and it's on sale. Like, I need to hear your thought process behind it. That's this. why I buy all this open house. He, he not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Piper is still trying to like climb up the rock climbing after Josh left her. She mm-hmm. slips and falls. Josh catches her. And, and she's like, like, talk, like think, talk about uh, falling, falling for a guy. And, and then she freezes him. And she freezes him. And honestly, I have wanted power, I mean, Piper's power in so many situations like this. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I said this dumb ass shit to this man. Ugh. Now he gonna think I like him. Oh Lord, now he gonna think I wanna like have his babies. And I'm just like, my I'm brain just works on, quick. I'm just hmm? putting on game. <laughs> right. And then like, is Josh attractive? Yes. Can no. Is he attractive to people? Yes. Because why yeah. is he? Yeah. Is he conventionally attractive? Yes. Is he somebody that? There's no substance it, behind those eyes. Is his? <laughs> I know. Is his? Are his indiscretions so bad that I can't? Like somebody can't look over. He was too pushy at the dinner. I mean, at the wine store, whatever. We didn't know each other then. But that also goes into, like, human decency. See, like, there, there's nothing behind him. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no substance behind Josh. I was trying to see if there's any reason, like, besides his looks, that, like, a woman. I, I guess because he's smart. He's so you smart. Can have, yeah, he works at the... So you could have like a conversation, and he understands wine. So at least, all right, he's pretty. He has good taste, and he he can, and he's smart. Whatever. Well, not even the wine, because somebody told him that that was a good wine, so he didn't know about it. He was told about it. Okay, fine. so two out of three, I guess. Um, <laughs> he's good. I honestly like he would be fine for like I would fuck him. I wouldn't date him. I just feel like his penis would be small. No, I mean, I'm not going to say you anything for you to edit out. But, like, that's what I'm, I'm Why saying. Why edit that out? I would say I am not going to say anything for you to edit out. Oh, I feel like he would be those, like, that, like, really selfish lover. He wouldn't, like, I don't think I would not. He doesn't look like he would. So, I mean, this is a TMI podcast. Who cares? Um, I don't gotta care about like some of my best nuts are from for for people I don't give a shit about. Like, I don't give a fuck about right? you. Right, that is I don't. true. I don't. But, and like for me, you look good though. Like, it look like because so you can be selfish, baby. I can be detached and selfish. Why even waste number? I mean, do we care about numbers? Because if you're not a person, you don't even fucking count. Oh. So. You just a meat stick. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, after Piper what... freezes Josh. I, I love it. I love, I love the church moves. After Piper freezes Josh. All right. She calls Phoebe and uh, babysitting Quake is not going as well as she expected. <laughs> because it's a restaurant, not a fucking child. Going. There are waters everywhere. 
Which I don't know why she didn't call somebody to help her. Where's the staff? Where's your staff? The two be like, oh, you guys have nothing to do until five o'clock when we reopen for dinner. Go take a three hour break, dumbass bitch. Uh, so she's like, I really don't have like, I need you to give me like the clip versions, clip note versions of why everything is going bad. And she's like, you shared the look, the look that precedes the kiss. And she's like, yeah, I need you to have a great time. And she's like, but that's not what I wanted to happen. And she's like, is that water? And she's like, um. Just out of curiosity, where would the emergency shut off valve be? And Piper's like, you know what? Date's over. I'm out. (laughs) She freezes Josh. Yep. And he's just like, bitch, what the fuck did you get a cell phone? She's like, BB calls. I got to go back to work. And that's the end of that. And like, yeah. What a lackluster day. I could have stayed at work for this. Right. And don't like, don't take me to the fucking gym on my first, on our first date. Like, what you trying to say, bitch? What are you trying to say to me? What exactly, what is this happening? A meal in front of me? Shit. Like, and they get, Again, I've gone to the gym with partners, but like this is after some time. Right. This isn't the first right. date. Like, <sighs> anyway, considering how so this fucking episode ends, I'm pissed. Off. Huh? I said, considering how this episode ends, I'm pissed. <laughs> the next scene, we're at um, the church, and Father Austin's on the floor. He's badly hurt. It's a warlock. And when Prue enters and see what happens, the warlock sees Prue and turns into Brendan. And he's like, Prue. And he runs off. Mm-hmm. And the two nuns come out and they're like, oh my God. Father, oh, oh gosh. <laughs> oh, Father, please. Brendan is running outside. Prue trips mm-hmm. him by using his powers. And she's like, he's like, you don't understand. Don't I? And so basically he's like, look, I didn't hurt Father Austin. I, I saw found him like this. And I turned into a warlock. But at least let me make sure that he doesn't die. And she's like, that's already been handled. So you don't have to worry about that. He's like, I need your help to stop my brothers. So he's he's trying to be so good. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, like you said, like these warlock, he looks the, the herpes. Like, right? And this is the time of Angel and Buffy. Mm-hmm. You get like that SFX makeup artist to do no. like... Because, you know, as we've gone through the vampire like fandom, I feel like everybody's vampire is linked to them. There's no one universe. Outside of the fangs, there's really no like... Highlight. Yeah, there's really no like like the true blood vampires don't look like the angel vampires. The angel vampires don't really look like the vampires from what we do in the shadows. Like it's just everybody's interpretation on what that looks like. But this is the weirdest one, right? It's weird, and I'm not saying like, oh, have them look exactly like the angel mm-hmm. vampires or the Buffy vampires, but the makeup was just so much better. It just. It literally just looked like, and herpes is such like a like harsh way of saying it, but it just has like 
a lot of he had a lot of boils all over and his pop, face, yeah, like leprosy. And, yeah, and like on his ears and everything. So it's like, if if y'all are supposed to be like these badass fucking warlocks when y'all come together as three, that can't look no better than this. Like these look like very low level warlocks, not like the warlocks to potentially be like the most evil trinity of all time. Ugh. So we're still outside the church, but this time it's Andy and Morris. Mm-hmm. Morris is back. Um, On vacation. Andy is pissed because... Because that's my priest. He yeah. gave me my motherfucking confirmation, all right? He was there for me through the good times and the bad. He was there when I became an inspector. He was there more than my real dad. All right, I'm tired of this shit. Y'all gonna hurt my priest? That was personal. I don't know. He was just mad aggressive. He was really aggressive through this. And I was like, this man definitely went to confessional and boohooed over Pearl. Like, the way he... Like, the I don't know. so upset by it. I want to catch this scum that did it to him. I was like, this man... Because it's more than just sobbed to this man over Pearl. Like, I understand, like, fucking up a priest is like, <laughs> it's like no women, no kids, no, like, religious figures, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, off rip. I mean, we weren't talking about that back then, remember? Oh. I'm bad, I'm bad. Remember? Ha-ha. Spotlight hasn't happened yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's so I understand like the anger behind it because it's like ah oh, you you really fucked up like you're a really piece of shit like you have to like abandon a whole lot of morals for you to put hands and feet on a priest but on top of that it's my priest my priest my fucking priest more of us we're gonna get this fucking scumbag I'm gotcha. off suspension and it's out for blood. So what we basically get from this scene is that the nun ID Brendan um, running from the scene. We know that Brendan lives behind uh, the rectory in the church. So mm-hmm. Brendan is uh, the number one suspect. Which is weird because how do you know he wasn't running after the person who did this? What he says was that a nun saw him running from the scene. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, and he just like the way Andy goes with this. But he go uh, really over a feather. Like, no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Andy, <laughs> Andy, so like, Brendan has he, Brendan has he been in like, this church. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. If you are disconnected to the church and to this priest, how you know about Brendan? He said he said his first communion. That was when he was like 13. He ain't been back to the church. And he stopped nah, that's it. Nah, you telling me no, he said he was my priest, meaning that right. he goes to that church all the fucking time. Because But Brendan hasn't been confirmed yet. No, and but like you would have to like if you go to this church, you would have to see Brendan in the church. Nah, he, he probably be, only comes to like 8 a.m. services and dip, sit in the back. <laughs> Oh, you he know what? He's not an active church member. You know who he is? Easter? He Easter and Christmas. Easter and Christmas. <laughs> Easter, no, Ash Wednesday. Ash Easter. Wednesday. No, Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, Palm Sunday, Easter. 
Because you know you can't do Palm without Easter. Right, 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 right. And then Christmas. And maybe every so often, like a, a New Year's Eve. Yup. Every so every often. Because so you don't want to do that all the time. But every so often, you want to bring in you know, the New Year's right. You know, exactly. Vigil. Right, right, right. <laughs> My priest. Shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> so we're back at Quake. And I mm-hmm. think this scene... For me, was the best scene between the sisters for this episode because I really feel like I would have cussed Phoebe out at this point. Um, Piper is a pain guy who fixed the water, and she's Phoebe's like, but you had a good time, like you had a good time, like I know stuff happened here, and she's like, unfortunately, and so condescendingly, Phoebe goes, "Do you confuse yourself when you do that?" And I feel like you and I get it. Prue gets it, but you really have to like spell it out for Phoebe on what's going on. And, and I feel like, oh, like, there's an episode, like in two episodes from now, it's going to be a, I mean, a Prue Phoebe centric episode. And I am dreading that episode already because you just see how manipulative Phoebe is and how like, she don't care about nobody. Like, I know how all these women are, like, singerly focused, but she really don't care about anybody else but herself. Mm-hmm. And, like, because who was this for? Like, if you were really listening to Piper, she wouldn't have to spell it out for you. Right. Everybody else got it. Everybody else understands. Like, she's, for you. she said it at the fucking, she said it at church. She said it at breakfast. Prue even said, it's none of our fucking business. Right. But yet still, like, Piper's worth is not measured by the man standing beside her. And the fact that you just keep trying to push her into a relationship or push her into something is very weird. Push yourself into greatness and leave my girl alone. Right. And she tells her, she's like, you know, every guy that I've dated has had something. Warlock goes you know, unavailable like Leo, like I just didn't really want the headache. And she has to tell her, I, I I, don't want to date for her to be like, oh, I didn't know you were on a dating hiatus. You're not fucking listening. This episode started with me saying that. And like- The episode started with her saying that and like them making fun of the fact that she was going to join a nunnery. Like if that's not a dating hiatus, I don't know what is. And again, again, this isn't weird. It is not weird. Everything that Piper has said, I have read in the Instagram caption. I have done. I have definitely taken a dating hiatus. And like, sometimes you just want to like hang out with your friends or make some bank or do absolutely fucking nothing. Like your world shouldn't constantly revolve around the next best penis. Exactly. And not just that, like, Piper is still trying to uh, balance her witch world and her like mortal world, and right. she can, like it's bad enough that she already got to be leaving work all the time to go fight fucking the supernatural. Now you like again, we literally just watch Prue go through this of her trying to make her relationship work with Andy, but not being able to do so because 
she has to go run off to fight crime and like and can't be honest with him what do you think is going to happen with josh what do you think is going to happen with the next person like what's going to happen and until she can like figure that out until she can figure that out for herself and how that looks for her let her do that like the fuck and as we have beat to death it's 18 episodes and this is like the fifth or sixth man that she has put her tongue on like yeah and i I need phoebe to use this energy to like pay a bill (laughs) first of all for like if we were to go back to that episode where they did the that love spell Mm-hmm. Piper was very clear on her intentions for love and what she was looking for. And mm-hmm. that has been one thing that Piper has never like faltered on. Right. She has been very, like, if there's one thing, like Piper may not know what she wants to do professionally or how she wants to handle her sisters or how to handle like being a witch, but love, she has always had a handle on what she wanted her future to look like. Right. And for you to just come out of nowhere because you feel uncomfortable is fucking it's it's insane it's it's gross it's more than just being precocious and cute it's where are your boundaries for yourself that was good look at that look at you always come with the auntie ray tips man <laughs> That was deep. That was deep. So the I try not to scene, be so mean. <laughs> the next scene is Prue and Brendan, and they're taking a walk. And basically just Brendan explaining to him his past and what's basically going on. Um, his brothers come from two warlock parents, but his mom is a human and his dad is pure evil. They are an ancient warlock line. And these three brothers are destined to become the most powerful force for evil the world has ever known. Um, He went into hiding, did not want to be part of it. He wanted to break the chain, wants to make amends for all the hurt and pain that his family has done by becoming a priest. Um, Embracing God is the only way that he will lose his warlock power and keep the Rowan coven or the Roe coven from ever being as powerful as they should be. And... um, the brothers don't want that to happen. And I was like, oh, this is so, this is so sweet. He's, he's invoked uh, Prue and the sister's help. Um, they're going to go to his place. Hopefully the brothers are there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to attempt to kill the brothers. And then worst case scenario, if he they does kill, kill him, somebody, steps dad. Bye, Brendan. This, I just, we see Greg and Paul, and they're sitting down. He's like, he's coming. This is amazing. Do you feel it, too? I like, no, I don't want to feel it. I, I actually want to call a doctor. I don't want to be a part of this. Like, there's just something about, like, these nonverbal-ass, like, Men don't know how to sense anything. Like, it's be like, you know what? Men don't have that wherewithal because look at that TikTok where that lady was sitting over her man's shoulder for dumb long. (laughs) Because, like, (laughs) women will be like, 
something's off. Mm, I don't like it. Like, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, the original, that is like the best way to do it. Where he's like, something don't feel right. Uh, I know, I know, I know, I know. But like, you know how like his spidey senses were tingling and it wasn't so like gross and pornographic? Yeah, it's, I don't know. This, this bothered me. Mm -hmm. Basically, uh, Brendan shows up. Brendan's like, I'm taking you out, Greg. Bye, bitch. They start fighting. Brendan, um, Greg like throws Brendan into the other room and there's a girl tied up with candles all around her with a blindfold on, a blindfold mm -hmm. on. And Greg's like, <laughs> he says, smell that Brendan. It's damp and intoxicating. But you know what? We read that in so much, so many smut books. So many. Her panties were damp and the smell was intoxicating. <laughs> Same line, different delivery. All the words to use, damp? What are we talking about here? You know exactly what we're talking about. You know exactly. He was like, he was like beat that shit up, brother. Beat that shit. <laughs> I beat that shit with a bat. Um, it was it was a little gross. It was a again. He just went from nutting on himself to like, you smell that? It's damp. He like, smell my finger, Brendan. <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm gonna read a book. I'm definitely gonna read like a smut book after this, and that line is gonna come up, and I'm gonna be like. And that was fun. That was fun while it lasted. <laughs> it's it was it was a lot. So, so the three sisters end up coming in. They didn't have time to get they're outside, right? And yeah. they didn't have time to get the book of shadows. Prue's like, I don't want to kill Brendan. And but like, you said he was a warlock, so why we not killing him? What the fuck? Right. I thought that's right. what I thought that was what we doing. Um it's very weird because as somebody who has done some sketchy ass shit, my name is Shmaya when I do sketchy ass shit. And I'm burning what? that name. I'm burning that name. That Obviously, I'm saying on my podcast, so I can't use it anymore. But like, my name is Shmaya when I do the shit because I'm Jewish. Okay. We haven't even gotten there yet. So we haven't but, gotten No, no, there we yet. can't. I mean, we're trying to cannibalize this shit. So I'm just lumping everything in because. Well, no, the only reason why I didn't want to jump there yet is because. So they cut back into the warlock and Greg tells Brendan. So Brendan's holding the knife of, like above her heart. And Greg mm -hmm. tells Brendan, one clean thrust and you're both happy. Smut. And that's when they come One. to the door. And why? And like you said, like, why are we saying names? Like, my name is Shamaya because it sounds like Maya and I'm Jewish. And, <laughs> and you like, come on. Like, granted, obviously they didn't know that there would be somebody out. There was going to be a human sacrifice or anything like that. Fair. But like me and you, so me and you, that. 
no, this is my point. This is my point. Me and you have done sketchy shit or back in the day. No, 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 no. When we're like, when we were like going out to tonic or whatever, if there was a dude that we didn't like, we'd be like, all right, if I don't like him, my name is Tanya. Okay. My name is Jade. (laughs) My name is Sarah. Okay. And like, once you heard that name, you'd be like, all right, swoop in, swoop in, swoop in. They don't have that. And that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I feel like every girl click, sister, friends, whatever, we all go through our code names. We all got code names for every fucking situation. And the fact that you out here just using your real fucking name, plot points or not, because you could have done the same thing completely differently. Because you can be like, um, Penny. You could say your mom's name. You could say Patty. You could be. You could do that shit. And then once that happens, like once the scene plays out the way it does, it could still pay off the same way. But that's lazy writing, and we're not here to rewrite this episode. All of that. So it was unnecessary for her to say something. So basically. Um, they smash Paul and Greg out of the room. They run away. Uh, Piper tells the woman that you're safe, but Prue tells her to not take the blindfold off because then she'll see us. So we'll just go ahead and call for help. Phoebe goes, Prue, he's a warlock. Time is fucking place, Phoebe. It's when she, all, and she does this shit in every episode. Like, oh, the poor witches. Oh, the book of shadows. Just like, Mad randomly in different places. Like it had nothing to do with the situation at hand. Prue, he's a warlock. That shit couldn't have fucking waited until we got outside. We're sitting here talking about how we have an innocent keep the blindfold on so she doesn't see us. And your next response is to say her name. You need fucking beat up. Like she needs to be like gang initiated into the charmed ones and need to get a stock full of pennies and beat the shit out of her. Because she's like, she all she does is like. She don't, she don't think, she doesn't fucking think because again, why would you exposing me? You are exposing magic. You are exposing like so much fucking shit and oh, wow. So you're also exposing yourself and Piper because who the fuck is talking to Prue? You have no wherewithal. Like, oh my God, like, you're a jackass. I, and, like, he, and Prue looked at her like, if I could stab you in the throat and still have the power of As somebody who has done many a sketchy shit, like, in my childhood, like, one thing we always, one thing that was always established before we did anything was code names, as well as where to meet up if some shit went left. Right. Those are the two main things. Like, if you don't discuss, if you don't remember anything else, you remember the code name and where you go when all else fails. And the fact that they haven't even come up the with thing, that shit. What bothers me is that they have. They have told her multiple times, bitch, you are in public. Bitch, not around an innocent. Bitch, what are you doing? And it, it's fucking skull is so thick. It just, ugh. She too bur- so, she's too busy worrying about dick to worry about fucking anonymity. <laughs> so the next scene, we're still oh, here. Oh, you know she would get a... Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, 
I was like, yo, if if Phoebe was DM'd by a celebrity, oh my God, that bitch was fold immediately. Immediately. Oh, okay. And she would run to the fucking <laughs> She would put that shit on the shade room and TMZ. So we see it's later on that that evening. Um now there's Andy and Morris there. Um Morris gives the photo to CSU. <laughs> And he goes to talk to the victim. And here's where we find out, um, you know, she had gotten kidnapped when she was trying to take her groceries in the car. She didn't see anybody because she was blindfolded, but she does know that Brendan's name was mentioned. Um, so he was like, he showed her a picture of Brendan. It was like, do you know Brendan Rowe? Is, was Brendan Rowe here? And she was like, I, I, I don't know about Brendan. I don't know if he was there, but they said his name. They said Brendan. They didn't say no Brendan Rowe. They didn't say Brendan right. Rowe. You're right. He said, so then she's like, you know, um, I felt the knife on my chest. He was going to kill me, the but knife. then she, but she right, was but then stop she it. made him stop. And Andy's like, she, and she's like, yeah, one of the, one of the women that came, I think her name was Crew. And now he is mad. But this is what I'm saying, like, with this scene here, he could have, like, you could have been like, Penny, what are you doing? He's a warlock. So when she retells the story, like, I think her name was Penny or whatever. She could just be like, Penny, Penny Hollywood, just bitch, and she's like, he could have, like, you could have done that. Something like, instead of being so, like, obvious about the whole shit. Like, I think her name was Prue. Not even prudence. Like, come on. So they go back to Morris. Um, he Andy's like, "Yep, she ID'd Brendan Rowe and said she, she did not blindfolded her." Doesn't say anything about Prue, but goes to leave, and he does his little Batman voice. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this once and for all. So it's. You'll try. Still, still later on that evening, we're now at the Hollowell Manor. Brendan is there. Mm-hmm. Um, Prue's telling him that he can sleep there, um, sleep in her room, and she'll sleep in another room. With Piper, because Phoebe kicks. Right. And he, she's like, you know, I really believe that you would have stopped yourself. You wouldn't have hurt her. You know, your good side is much stronger than your evil side. Allegedly. You know, we're going to make sure you get there. And then they look into each other's eyes. And he's and like, he how much temptation must I take? Oh, the lines. I was like, oh, okay, father. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, flea bag. All right, flea bag. <laughs> um, and then they kiss. And then they go night-night. Well, they don't go night-night together, but they yeah. go night-night. Um... And then Piper and she, they go into the kitchen. All three of the sisters are there. And they're basically arguing over the fact that he's a warlock. He could have killed her. Um, but, you know, Phoebe had that premonition of Brendan being attacked. And so that makes him the innocent. And that is our goal, to protect Brendan. And Phoebe's like, oh, maybe we were directed at him because the real innocent was the woman done our job. And I just find all of this, like, really foreshadowing about the fact that they're arguing over a half warlock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because, like, this comes, this theme comes up a lot um, where human, where there's like a fight for um, 
uh, like somebody's soul. Um, yeah. I know it happens. It's a major plot point throughout season three and beyond. But yeah. it happens again with Prue in season three, but on a smaller level where like her ex-boyfriend is trying to become a warlock. And yes, she's just I like, didn't it come on TNT a couple days ago? Nah, TNT is on to like season five now. I saw it on something where it came on. It may have been. It may have been, but it's on season five now because they play from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. I don't, I don't like, okay. Anyway, so (laughs) the doorbell rings and it is Andy. And he's like, well, it's funny because he's like, they're in they're in the kitchen. They're like, the doorbell rings and they're like, is it his brother's? And she's like, Bitch, now you know them dumb assholes ain't gonna be ringing the fucking bell. Like, don't fucking play with me. And it's Andy, and he just like storms in the house. Prove I'm pissed off. Like he just comes in, guns are blazing and screaming, and I'm like, I will. I know you're the cops, but I'll call the cops. Like you just pulled a gun on your partner like two weeks ago. You unstable. He is unstable. I'm talking about justice for Father Austin. You ever hear of him? Bro, bro, you, you did too much. You right? You were doing, and he just basically goes on about how the father is like he dedicated his entire life to doing only good. The young mother, Brendan, was at both scenes. Why are you hiding him? Blah blah blah. blah. Oh, he was, and he's like he's bitching at her, and Phoebe's like, "Hey yo, relax," and he's like, "Hey yo, Piper." Where's Brendan? She's like, if you were asking if we got fucking criminals in this house, we don't. And I love how Piper, Piper thinking like a lawyer. Thinking like a lawyer. Yes, yes. And then, um, so apparently Father Austin isn't dead, but he's in intensive care. So <laughs> basically if he dies, it's first degree murder. Mm-hmm. If I find out if you're involved, I won't be able to look the other way this time. Brew. I'm like, all right, that's cool. It was a lot. I guess. Like I wanna <laughs> under I wanna understand his frustration and his motivation. And I I mean I get it. Every time there's a crime, Prue's directly involved. Now it's your priest and Prue. Like you got this whole murder, like this whole like black book on her on in the occult. So you know some shit is up, but like Calm down. Calm. It was a lot. It was a lot. You showing your hand. So Brendan or Paul and Greg are saying a spell and we see Brendan laying in bed and he's like really restless. He gets out of bed, kills a spider. So the spell Greg and Paul chanted means restore our brother, bring about our completion in Latin, i.e. restore Brendan's warlock side so the rose could form the evil triad. It works the same way as the To Call a Lost Witch spell that the Charm Wars has previously used. So uh, we're going right back at, to the brother's place and they're arguing about whether or not um, Brendan was actually going to show up. And Paul's like, I'm telling you his mom's blood is too strong. And Greg's like, then I'll just have to kill him. And I was like, damn, like, yeah. yeah. 
I do like the callback because we know, like, I love the callback of him killing the spider because it goes right back to the beginning of the episode yeah, of yeah. him saying that all life is precious, yada, yada, yada. So we can see this is a notable shift in uh, Brendan's core. Personality, yeah. And yeah. Um, so also, um, Paul tells Greg he will not um, let him, allow him to kill Brendan. Mm-hmm. So um, Greg tells me he won't have a choice before they can get into a deeper conversation. Brendan does show up. We find out that uh, not only does he now have to complete their triangle by killing an innocent. He has to kill a witch. I was like, damn. I don't think it needed, I mean, it it needed to be, it needs to be proved, but she's the one, she's the one who showed her neck out. So, right. So we know that um, we go back into Prue's room. He's not there. Prue's like, I think he went to the rectory. Wake up, Phoebe's. Phoebe's already awake. Um, and she's like, you know what? She was like, you know what? I feel like she was trying to do this shit as like a gotcha. Like, yes. As yes. to what? She's like, you want to know what I found in the book of shadows, you dumb fucking bitch? Because she was like leaning up against the door jam. Like her whole person, like her whole persona was. If I can't get Piper some penis, I'm gonna make you feel stupid. Right. Find right. a purpose. <laughs> this is her purpose. To be um, a fucking cunt? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow, that was so, very true daddy um, of me. Basically, the Roe Coven um, since the 10th century has gotten stronger with each generation, and there is not a spell or weapon that can stop them. And Piper's like, see, some days just can't get out of bed. And Prue's like, well, the power three, let's just hope the power three will beat them. And Phoebe goes, unless it's already three out of three. Like, really, Phoebe, was it necessary? Was that necessary? Because, like, I feel, because, like, we didn't say this in the beginning of the episode, but when Prue was just, like, follow your instincts to Piper when he came to, like, Josh and shit, Phoebe was like, Whose side are you fucking on? And it's like, it's not about sides. And I feel like from that, she, like, anytime she can, like, one up Prue or, like, be <laughs> extra bitchy, she takes it. And oh, she definitely takes it. And Prue, in this episode, Prue gave you nothing. She was just like, hey, you know, let's let Piper chill, you know, let her, let her do her thing. It's none of our business. Nah, I'm gonna get her pissed. I mean, I'm gonna get her penis. Shut up. So they go there outside of Brendan's room at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prue's like, let me handle this. I know it's going to be fine. Brendan is, you know, being all warlocky now. Uh, just kind of being very snippy. He's like, look at this place. It's hardly furnished. It's a dresser, a crucifix, a bed. Should this be my life to meditate, to shut out the world? Um, and Prue's like, well, I'm guessing your brothers have been here. And Brendan's like, they put a spell on me um, to make me see your mortal body only, something to kill, and I see it. So Prue uses her powers against him, and he flies across the room, and he's like, you can fight it, Brendan. Uh, He turns into a warlock, and she's like, so is this it? You kill me, or I kill you? Um, The sisters run into the room. And she's like, no, I got this. The power of love and suggestion. Yeah, basically. This isn't who you are. I believe in you. You're good. Father Austin believes in you. He turns back into a human. Did I hurt you? I was like, damn. Pussy. The power of love. 
and suggestion. <laughs> um, his brothers are like, no. well, Greg is more like, you son of a bitch. You yeah. fucking pussy. Right? He was like, you betrayed us, little brother. I was never really on your side. Now, bitch. <laughs> oh, they tried uh, to freeze them, but it didn't work because they are Paul, on them at this point. Yeah, Paul uses his powers to protect them. But, I mean, are we just going to slide right into, like, how this goes? Or do you want to, like, chop, like, really fill it up? I was just going to talk about it. Okay. I mean, basically what happens here is Greg is like, you know, I'm going to fuck y'all up second, but let me go handle little brother. And mm-hmm. Paul goes, no, I told you you're not going to kill him. Brendan, you know, you can join us. You're either with us or against us. Brendan's like, I'm against you. Greg goes to throw the knife at, which is dumb as shit. He throws up the Paul axe at me. still standing right there. Yeah, I guess he like thought his aim was better, so he throws the athame um to at Brendan, but kills uh Paul. Paul takes the athame out of himself and throws it at uh Greg, and they kill each other, leaving Brendan standing. And obviously Brendan their body. Like, oh, bye, Rocco. <laughs> right, and it's like, all right, time to be your priest again. <laughs> yeah, it was just like he was like they were like, oh, I'm sorry. He was like, ah, ah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Damn, it was me or them, and I was already planning on killing them yesterday, so. Right, right. So Ooh. they kiss. She goes, you know, after everything I gave up to get here, a sacrifice never seemed greater than it does right now. Who goes to kiss him? They end up watching, the sisters end up watching Brendan get ordained. Mm-hmm. The baby says, you know, if you ever lose a guy, it might as well be to the big guy. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you know, it could be to another guy, right? You know. It could be to another at woman. The, at Quake, uh, they're sitting at the bar. Um, or, excuse me, Prue is sitting at the bar by herself, and Andy walks up. He apologizes about his behavior. And Proust's like, no, you don't have to apologize. I understand how close you are to Father Austin. And I'm not. You will stop coming to my fucking house thinking you pay my fucking bills. You got one more time, motherfucker. One more goddamn <laughs> time before you come up into my house at all fucking hours of the goddamn day thinking that you pay my fucking bills. You're right. Next because time you all he like does, that, you better have a warrant, bitch. All he fucking does is just show up at like 3 a.m., 2 a.m., like all hours. I mean, yeah, like, screaming. Why are we at this crime scene? Why are we like? If you want to yell at me, sir, take me to the precinct. All right. Show all your coworkers how I'll you only yell at hair at first, but <laughs> show all your coworkers how all you do is yell at women. Right. Because you'll never have the same energy for nobody else. So we find out from Andy that Father Austin's going to be okay. And that Brendan Rowe did not attack him and hit with his brothers. And he's like, but I'm sure you don't know where I might be able to find them either. And, and she's like, I don't like, think you can nope. find them. Nope, nope. She's like, I don't and think you like, can find them. And Andy's like, really? Huh. I think I already know why. But okay. I just wanted to stop by. And then he leaves. And uh, she she looks at him and she picks up she picks up a little bit of what he's putting down 
but not willing to like address it right now. Nope, nope, nope. Uh, he leaves, goes over. Uh, Piper takes her drink, goes to the table that her sisters are sitting at. Uh, they make fun of the fact that like, you know, she's not handcuffed and that Andy knows where to find her because of course, after they vanquish Warlocks, they either show up that quick. <laughs> For the house, yeah. Um, ugh, I guess. So Josh yeah. shows up again, but this time it was Piper that calls him and she's going to try to work through her fears and trust her instincts. Um, and they have a table for two. I feel like and you should have trusted your instincts down. already, but okay. Yeah. They talk about the fact that uh, they lost the catch, that Prue lost the catch, like Brendan, to the to priesthood. The church. Mm-hmm. And Piper's no longer a nun. Or, or is not going to be a nun. Well, I like how this ends, because at least like Prue is like, well, since you're, oh, like, you're done helping Piper find love, maybe you can help me find love. And again, like she wasn't giving Phoebe any static this episode, despite all the static Phoebe sent her way. And we're just like, you know, I need some penis too. Like for real, like, let's be honest of the two sisters that you should be pushing towards penis or pushing penis towards, it should be Prue. Right. Either help her work through her issues with fucking Andy or help her find some new penis. And let's exactly. move on. Like, all you did was take this bitch shopping. She ain't do nothing yet. She ain't have a nothing. date yet. You got, her all these dumb, you got her all these cute clothes, but not a date. Not um, a date. Gosh. So, oh, let's see. The love interest chemistry in this episode. Like, I, uh, I guess, for me, we don't like Josh. We can get him out of here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do, do Andy and Prue even count? I mean, there's still something there between them, but I don't know if it actually like really showed up in this episode. Yeah, and um, I gave Prue and Brendan a six out of ten. They were very cute. You know, they both have a it's mutual fair. love of horseback riding. Um, you know, vanquishing warlocks. Yeah. I mean, if Fleabag has taught us anything, is precept feelings and yearnings too. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, um, I, I mean, he's very sweet and innocent. I mean, I don't yeah. know, like, if he didn't join the priesthood, I don't know if it would have actually lasted, but it was sweet and innocent. I feel like this episode is just full of men that I would have, like, got two or three fucks out of and then toss it aside. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. while Brendan is nice, I feel like he might be too nice. Too, yeah. Too nice. Too. I mean, we all know that Michael Weatherly ain't nice, but like Brendan. <laughs> Brendan at least is he might be too nice. Josh hella pushy, but Maybe he might be a little, you know, a little mean in bed. A little selfish, if you know what I mean. Well, you don't need spit in your mouth. I hate you for saying that. I, I despise you for saying that. Um, Don't spit in my mouth. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> That's a quote. Don't spit in my mouth. 
don't, <laughs> don't sweat on me and don't spit in my mouth. He looks like he did. He looked like like he definitely likes missionary and doggy style where he can pull your hair, but he definitely would like turn your face and spit in your mouth. You know what? I don't shove my head in a pillow, pull my hair, like do that. Choke me. Don't spit in my mouth. If you spit in my mouth, I'm immediately leaving. I'm immediately like my vagine just dries up and it's just like <laughs> we gotta go. We're out. Um <laughs> How would we handle the conflict in this episode? And I mean, I think it was handled as best as it could be. They stayed, you know. I mean, outside of, I would just come up with code names. Like after this episode, after like this Andy run in, because she can literally be all y'all can be placed at the scene. Like, hey, we need to be better. Let's not say warlock. Like, let's. Let's, you know, have like a warlock jar. Every time Phoebe's dumbass says warlock in public, put a dollar in. Right, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and yeah, establish like code names. That's about it. And like, I don't think establishing code names takes anything out of the episode, but it's definitely something that's needed because you you can't be like, you can't be shown up at crime scenes using your real name, sis. You're right. You're right. Um... And I guess it's just time to rate it. And I will give it six out of 10 communion crackers. I also give it six out of 10. And I will give it six out of 10. The communion crackers like take you out. Blood I was going to say six out of ten. Um, have mercy, Father. <laughs> it, was, it was a solid episode. I think it, you know, moves us, you know, further along. Andy now is a hundred percent or ninety percent sure that she's a witch. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think like this was a a lighter episode. They kind of breezed on by. There wasn't anything to really like glisten from it or like gain from it, but there were like it's Prue was enjoyable. Um, the sister banter was kind of enjoyable. Like, take the Phoebe out of it, and it was good. Um. Ah. Take the Phoebe out of it and it was good. I'm so done with you. No, I mean, like, the I really, really liked that whole thing between when Piper was like, oh, hey, do you need help? He's like, no, nah, you got to work. Like, that's that little sniping, that little stuff right there. When Phoebe, like, called Josh and, like, she was smiling at Josh, quickly turned her head and was like, Phoebe. And the way she said her name was kind of like, you bitch. She literally cursed her out with just saying her name and then turned right back to Josh and be like, hi. Like, those little beats are very refreshing and yeah. keep the episode, like, above a five. But 
not very memorable. No, I don't know. I don't remember this episode, but I do re- remember next week's episode. And it is the episode where um people lose their vision because they're good. That's all I remember about the episode. I don't remember anything else. I believe... The children are our future. Yes. But there is a once upon a time connection in la- in next week's episode. Um, okay. So there's that. Um, Phoebe has a love connection with a blind man. <laughs> that's, that's what I remember too. Um, oh, and somebody gets their neck broken. So okay. there's a lot there's lots to look out for in next week's episode. Um I think it I, I I'm probably gonna rate it at probably like another six or a seven, but we'll get there when we get there. Um we're almost, we're almost done the first season. I know we are up to episode nineteen. Um do you have any final parting shots, any notes? I don't have anything. I'm. I don't have anything. It was a very. It it wasn't one of the worst that we've seen, so I really can't complain. Honestly, from feats of clay to this, night and day, night, night and, and day. fun day, night and day. So I can't complain. It was a solid, you know, mid season episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and like I said, I don't think that we can we can do um such a good episode with that 70s show. I mean yeah. that 70s episode and then have another good one. Like I wish. I fucking wish you could have right, banger right. after banger after banger. I think once we start to see how once the format of the show changes, I think you start to get more banger after banger, but this Mm-hmm. innocent of the week thing yeah somebody can't can't win them all <laughs> yeah you can't <laughs> um yeah i think that's it for us um find us on black girl charmed on instagram uh yeah everything you need to follow us on our other social media tiktok twitter can be found there our um cash app can be found there I don't have any announcements. Um, yeah, I... Ooh, go to Black Girl Charmed. Go find my co-host, my gal consulting, and look at her lavender love story. It was beautiful. Um, there's that. Um, yeah, I did a thing. Oh, she's blushing, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I did a... Uh, um, a luxury dinner party, and there's a TikTok... And there's a reel about it. Um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> like every well, I feel week, like you've been talking about it now. You're like, ah. I know. Not <laughs> even that. Um, like every week thus far up until like this event, I have come on this podcast and had like I didn't want to talk about it, and like I've either been exhausted or like delirious because I've spent way too much time like finding uh tablescapes and. Shot, not shot glasses, because there was no shot glasses at this event, because it was a luxury event. But, like, stemware and plates and the tears I've cried. Yeah. But, yeah, if you 
are in the NYC area and would love to have a luxury dinner party, I'm your gal. Um, but take a look at that stuff. Um, and also thank you to my co-host for providing some beautiful candles for Hi, the you're event. Welcome. You're welcome. I like. I'm still in a. You're in hiatus. You're in yeah. hiatus, but I, I I appreciate you taking a break from your hiatus to be anything part of- for you, babes. No, I haven't done like the long Instagram post yet because. Okay, don't site... get all right. Don't get. Yeah, it. I know. I know. I'm really not because like anytime I be nice, I'm nice to people. Everybody's just like, "Are you dying? Is this right. how you tell me you have cancer?" It's weird. Don't do it. I don't. I don't. I just. I would just say thank you to all involved. Thank you to my amazing, amazing photographer, Nerd Scarf, on Instagram and on Twitter. If you guys need a photographer for your events i cannot recommend them enough you've seen the pictures or you you will have seen the pictures by now um do do with that what you will and with that i will just say this um some witches be hoes so blessed be some hoes be witches (laughs) (laughs) blessed be (laughs) yay we're under two hours look at that look at that you should be proud